welcome to the Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chest Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shoutouts, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. So welcome back to Fracture Line. This week we want to talk about our volunteers and everything they do for CWIS, which is enormous. You know, I think at a time when people couldn't be busier, right, we have more and more pressures with families and, you know, clinical pressures and other things going on in our lives. And yet we have, you know, things are just going gangbusters in terms of the number of people that that volunteer. In preparation for our episode today, I pulled our total list of volunteer numbers. Now, mind you, we're a society of 500 people and we have 70 volunteers. So... That tells you how many people, you know, overall contribute their their time and energy. I guarantee that there's not that same percentage if you look at some of the large societies like, you know, the American College of Surgeons. They do not have that same percentage of people that are members and, you know, actively contributing to the organization. So I think that that really speaks volumes about how our members are, you know, dedicated to giving back to the mission of the organization and contributing to one another. You know, I, I think it's a way to demonstrate that that really they, they value their relationships and, and the partnerships they have with their, their colleagues as well. I mean, is it okay if we highlight some of these? Is it too much to single some people out? But I mean, I'm sure there are some groups that do a lot of hours per week. There are so many people who give. Let me uh, tell you specifically right now on our board of directors, we have Dr. Adam Kay, Dr. Andy Dobin, um, who's actually our board chairman at present, um, Dr. Annalise Coco, Dr. Um, Cecilia Benz, Dr. Fred Cariachi, Dr. John Edwards, Dr. Julio Traschansky, Dr. Catherine Cutler, Dr. Mario Gaspari, Dr. Silvana Morosco, Dr. Stefan Schulstros, Dr. Tom White, and um, Dr. Zach Bauman. Joining the board, we'll have a few of those members actually um, retiring as of the summit, but we will be welcoming Dr. Sebastian Schubel, Dr. Catherine Martin and Dr. Zach Warner um, that will be joining board as of the summit. So we have plentiful talent and we are very fortunate. So that that's what comprises our, our board of directors. Um, and I would say, you know, they, they certainly help um, set our strategy and, and forward movement. Some of those members are also part of our executive committee. The executive committee specifically is accountable for operational details. Um, and, and really the forward movement in, in that direction. Um, and then we have a number of, of other committees, including development committee, membership committee, education committee, database committee, um, nominations committee, ethics advisory committee, infrastructure committee, publications committee, research committee, and patient outreach committee. Man. So there are a ton of humans that are all contributing to the overall cause. And if somebody wants to get involved, Sarah, who do they contact? So they can contact me individually if they're interested. Um, but where I'm really going to point them to is to our website. Um, if you visit our homepage, you'll see um, there's a tab that says membership. And if you just uh, move your, your cursor over, you'll see a downflight menu that says volunteering. When you click on that, it describes each of the committees and some of their efforts and the things they're working on. Um, and then there's a, a slot that says click here to submit your application. So you can um, indicate what you're interested in and, and where you feel like you could contribute your time and energy. Um, and then that will, that will come back and we'll go ahead and look for areas where we have um, potential 
you know, holes or, or spots to fill and we'll uh, follow up. But those are on the like larger, more formal positions. I would say there are always ways to just contribute on a short-term basis. You know, if you call and say, hey, I could help out today or hey, I have something going, you know, we have, um, for the summit alone, we have over a hundred people that are contributing to the agenda in some way between recorders, moderators, discussants, presenters. You know, there's so many different ways to, to contribute your time and energy and talent. Um, and knowledge, I should say, we're, we're always looking for people who can, you know, present cases or webinars, things that where, you know, there's there's just a lot of, um, there's a lot of, of knowledge within our group and looking for ways to unlock that so that we can all learn from one another and, and improve our patient care um, is really important. I love so. what you just said, unlocking the potential. There's just this wealth of experience and knowledge amongst this group of surgeons and caregivers and to share that is such a meaningful worthwhile goal and endeavor and i think that's exactly what we're trying to do maybe that maybe when we revise our mission statement we'll put that in there unlocking the potential of our members yeah i think a a good example one of my best examples i would use for this is um, dr adam hansen right who who has championed our slipped rib cause for for a lot of different areas and he's a person who contacted me, you know, when he when he started being a member, he contacted me and said, hey, I have developed this technique, you know, and, and I'd be happy to share it with other people. Do you have a, fla- a platform for that? I was like, as a matter of fact, I do. Let's do a webinar, you know. I mean, he started describing it to me. I took it to the education committee. You know, I mean, there were multiple steps involved. It wasn't just me saying, oh, yeah, green light this because I'm not clinical. You know, that's not my role. But I was like, yeah, we have some some options for that, and, and took it to the education committee. They greenlighted it, and you think about how much that's you know impacted so many so many people's practice. So many people have, you know, done so much good care for patients as a result. Now, if he decided to sit back, you know, and hide his light under a bushel and not share with other people, you know, and just stay kind of behind and decide like, ah, eh, nobody needs to hear from me. I I don't need to to volunteer, you know, or I'm too busy. It would be such a loss for our whole society. I'm certain that there are lots of members out there who have some special technique or some special idea or, you know, just some thought process that they could share that other people could benefit from. But I don't know who that is and can't necessarily tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, can you tell me something that you know that other people don't know? <laughs> you know, but you may know that thing. And, and if you don't raise your hand and say, hey, let me help out, you know, then, then it's harder for us to, to get to that. You know, and, and so I think that's really where, you know, it, it's most beneficial is when people just come forward and say, hey, let me help you out with something. I know something that someone else might not know. Or just, hey, let me help you out. You know, I like doing this thing. You know, you don't have to be an expert. Um, if you just have, you know, helping and willing hands, then, then we'll take you. I literally had a patient walk in to my clinic last week and say, hey, I think I have slip rib. Have you heard of the Hansen technique? it really is an amazing story like if he hadn't approached us and said hey can you help i between all the members that i know that have watched his instructional video that participated in the in the webinar i mean there have to be at least a hundred people that have told me they've used the hansen technique at least once you you know we have that whole research project now looking at, at those cadavers and you know, I'm certain there have been, you know, more people than I'm even aware of that have received care because of that. And, and all because that one person 
was willing to raise their hand and volunteer. And I, I think that's really meaningful. And so if you're, if you're resting on your laurels and thinking, oh, someone else will do it. Nope. Today it's you. So give me a call, shoot me today a text message, you. send me an email. And today is your day to tell me in what way you're going to contribute or what kind of webinar you can, you can present, what, what content we can capture from you because everybody has, you know, something that they know that they could share with someone else that's beneficial. Today is your Unlock day. the potential. Unlock the potential. This is your Eleanor Roosevelt moment to do something that scares you. So the, t the time is nigh. We're down to uh, a week from tomorrow is when we start to congregate oh in Park City, and it's pretty exciting. It's nerve-wracking. Oh, my gosh. I feel like we've done 10,000 things, Sarah, but we have about 1,000 left to do. <laughs> I know. You guys... We were just we were just talking. Tell, tell everyone how many people are actually coming to this. We're we're very excited about that. We will have as many as 180 souls, and that's a lot of humans. Wow! Just hung up with the hotel, and we were describing to them the fact that this isn't just your typical scientific meeting, you know, or your typical medical meeting. That it really is, you know, kind of like a big family getting together because everybody's just you know very tight knit, and it's it, it's not. You know, I mean, there are people certainly introducing themselves, but but it's not you know new people you've never met. They're they're just you know your friends and, and your colleagues and people that you're chatting with all the time. And even though they're from around the world or across the country or things like that, you know, what's going to be uh, kind of strange is is the realization that you're talking to someone you know who they are and that you actually really have not met them face to face before. I mean, that happens to me all the time. I'm, oh yeah. You know, I there I've I've zoomed with them enough that I feel like we actually have met before. It'll be it'll be strange to see what they actually look like. So by by now, if, if you haven't, if someone hasn't made plans to come to the to the summit and all that stuff, it's probably probably not going to happen for them. But I'm guessing there are people that are registered, ready to come, have their flights, but they have not yet arranged their transportation from the airport to the venue. So Sarah, I think it's worth spending a couple moments describing how we can be helpful in that regard. That is true. So um, the past two newsletters have included a link um, that you can access um, or it's on the summit webpage that goes directly to um, transportation. And the transportation is $129 per car between the airport and the facility. And um, if we can batch people together, we will. So if you want to go ahead and submit your, your name, you won't be charged anything. Just go ahead and submit your name. And um, McKenna is working on grouping people together. So she'll reach out to you. I mean, you, you indicate on there when your flight um, is departing or arriving um, based on which direction you want to go or both. And then um, she's batching people together to try to try to make it possible. So you can, you can say, yeah, that's too long of a wait for me or yeah, I'm interested. Um, and the cars hold up to eight people. So if you actually, you know, if we can batch it together with a whole bunch of people, that $129 is going to end up being super cheap. Um, or if there's no one flying in or out around your time, then, you know, anyway, so we'll figure out how many people can, you know, ride with you. And then, um, once you get to the facility, you know, we'll, we'll charge your card or you can Venmo CUS back, whatever that looks like. Um, so it's, it's uh, pretty straightforward, but, uh, it, it's going to work out smoothly, I think, overall, especially on, on Sunday, Saturday and or Sunday when there are a lot of people going back. I think then it should be fairly easy to, to do shared car service then if you want to. Watch. Highlights to remember, Thursday night is mining on Main Street. So we are boarding the buses at 
the hotel at 5.30. We'll be headed to Main Street. We have two fabulous restaurants, so people will be divided into one or two. And then you will um, be having a delicious dinner at one of those locations. And then we'll be headed back um, at the end of the evening. So um, all you need to know is just get on the bus at 5.30 at the front of the hotel. And um, you'll be you know, assigned to your location upon registration. So that's an easy one. Friday, Science Friday, you have the afternoon off. So we finish by 11 on Science Friday and then you get to hang out and enjoy Park City or go back down to Salt Lake City, whatever you wanna do. It's, the idea is to, to give everybody a little time for relaxation, enjoying time with friends. Um, if you wanna connect with industry partners, whatever that looks like, I, we think that people need a little time in their lives to to kind of have some balance, and, and I think this will be a great way to do that. Saturday is um, Wear Your College Colors Day, so uh, make sure that you are sporting your, your alumni gear on Saturday, and then Saturday night is our Cowboy Farewell Sundoff. So boots, jeans, hats if you'd like, whatever that looks like in your world. There's a, a lounge, the Red Tail, that's right there at the hotel, yes. which will, will clearly become our gathering place in the evenings. There isn't, uh, there aren't a lot of venues where we're staying, so we, the options will be limited, but that's good. We'll all be in the same place hanging out. But it's a, it's a short eight-minute car ride to downtown Park City where there's lots of, lots of other options yes. too. So I think it's going to work out great. Super fun. I'm here. It's going to be awesome. I'm very excited to see you both and the rest of the crew. Yeah. Let's move on to final okay. stitch, Sarah Ann. Last week I teased everybody that my sister was having her baby sometime between now and the summit. And she did. She had it last Yay. night. So I was anxiously awaiting all evening. Through, they they um, started her yesterday around 4. And so all through the evening and last night through the night. And we were messaging back and forth. And so middle of the night, I she we finally chatted and... Or my brother called, and she very very excited. They haven't named him yet, but uh, but I'm still pushing for Ferdinand. I I don't know why everybody thinks that's a joke because I think it's a stellar name. Awesome. Yes, very very exciting. Well, the last the last week or so, a few of the Seawis stalwarts from around the globe and south of the south of the equator have really stepped up and let us know they're, they're, they're coming. They may, they may have been planning to come for months, but they weren't letting us in on it. I think they're waiting, many people were waiting for that, that just final clearance to travel, and they wanted to make sure the summit was actually going to happen and be successful. So I'm really, I'm really excited about seeing some of my dear friends from Europe and South America, and um, just grateful that they're gonna make the effort to come see us. It's gonna be great.